everyone. I'm Travis. I'm Maxwell. And this is episode 85 of Nerds with Mics, a podcast <laughs> about movies. There it what? is. There was the S. Did I do it? You said this is episode 85. Oh, God. The Walmarts. <laughs> well, guess what? It's about movies, TV shows, games, Those are technologies, oh. and much mores. There we go. We did it. Yes, today's episode is recorded on January 21st, 2018. Guys, we just want to make sure that you subscribe, you leave us reviews because it helps us move up the list there on iTunes or Google Play or however you prefer uh, to listen to us. And most importantly, make sure you share us with your family and your friends. And I don't know how many more weeks we're going to mention this, but guess what, guys? We're on Spotify. Maxwell, how do you generally, when you go back and listen to our episodes, are you a Spotify fan or do you listen to the podcast app? How do you do it? Um, I've actually done both. I will say Spotify is starting to become my favorite. Okay. Um, okay. So I just need to transition the stuff that I've saved like the to my other shows. I just need to pull them in on Spotify if they're all there and, um, and then just use that as a primary. I, I, I mean, I have an iPhone and Apple Podcasts is by default the best way to do it, but I, I think Spotify is smoother, honestly. Okay. Um, so for those, yeah, go ahead. I just say for those of you that have traditionally listened to us through the uh, the built-in podcast app, if you want to try out Spotify, you may find it to be a better experience. So yeah, Maxwell seems to have so. Um, and as you noticed, Justin is not with us, and all hell has broken loose. So we don't know how to do a podcast anymore. Hence no. the uh, the rough opening that we. Yeah, and Justin that was the second the... take. Yeah, Justin is the glue that binds us together. Yeah, without that and, glue, we're just a couple of dudes really close to each other. And unfortunately, Justin has no glue holding a shoulder in place. Right. So, yeah. Poor Justin dislocated his uh dislocated his shoulder. You know, I was quick to make fun of him. However, I felt terrible because he said that he was trying to protect his son, so he took the brunt of the force, and then I instantly felt like a terrible person for saying so. Yeah. So, what did he fell? He fell right because the ice. Yeah, it was ice, and he fell down the steps. And I think he had a son in his arms, so he like wrapped him up and made sure that he was taking most of the uh, the force. And uh, his son was okay. However, Justin dislocated his shoulder. Uh, they had to reset it, and then I think he has to see a surgeon. So we don't know how long that's gonna. Yeah. Gonna. He may put or him may not need some uh, cutting of the open of the uh, shoulder there. So yeah. you know what place doesn't have ice on the ground. Florida out here. Yes. You guys are more than welcome to come join me down here. Well, why do I want to come join there when you're trying to leave? Well, that's irrelevant. We we can come down there till June or July. Well, right? if you come down here all together, I don't need to leave. Then you won't need to move. That's, that's right. true. That is that's very true. Well, Maxwell, uh how has your week been? What have you been up to, buddy? Well, let's see. Um I don't remember a whole lot other than playing the Dragon Ball Fighter Dragon Ball Fighters game the demo uh that was a big issue so the when they first released the demo it was open beta and there were massive server issues and everybody was just kind of walking around the lobby and couldn't play an actual game you just you could do like the uh the practice demo um so they waited a few days and then released it again and I, i gotta say there's a lot of people love this game for me it is it did not make me too happy as big of a Dragon Ball Z fan as I am. Because uh, I just, it's it's all just quick, easy combos. And it's just spamming that a lot. That's all it is. Um, 
I think this is why, out of all fighting games that exist, Smash Brothers is my favorite. Yeah, I did. Now, is this this is the second one out of this series? Is that correct? Well, this is the first in this style. Okay. Well, since like Sega and stuff, when they did, they could only do two uh, D fighters. But so, these are like okay. kind of uh, it's a it's a two dimensional fighting game, but the environments are three D. And okay. there's like destructive environments and you can kind of do breakthrough attacks where it forces them into a different part of the map. Kind of like the newer uh, like uh, Mortal Kombat games or the Dead or Alive's, those type of games, right? Right, exactly. Okay. So, but it, it, they're all just, it's, it's simple buttons, which is nice. And it's, there are only like up to five special moves, I think, per character, but their combos all act a little different. So it's really centralized around these combos, which will bring in stuff that you've seen in the anime, which is like the the way they do their um, attacks that are specific to those characters. Um, I just, I really didn't have fun. I got on and uh, I played like two rounds with this guy. And obviously he whooped me because I was playing on the internet. And, uh, you know, fighting games are impossible online. But I just, it wasn't for me. But yeah, it, it is getting betas, really good right? reviews. A lot of people are liking it, though. That's good. Those are probably going to be the diehard fans, I would say. Yeah, I think so. I don't, it's definitely, to me, not so much for a casual gamer. If you get on there as a casual gamer, which I, I'd say I'm probably pr- closer to a casual gamer than a hardcore, and um, it's just not for me. So if, if you just are super into fighting games and learning every little inch and possibility of a combo and stacking combos... Then you'll love it. Yeah, I uh, this week, as far as on the game front, I actually haven't had a whole lot of time to play games. I've been working on some stuff for work. It's really taken a lot of my free time away. Uh, hopefully, by after tonight, that will be over, and I'll be back to playing games because I want to get back into some Ghost Recon. So, because I know we got to play, I think twice. We only hunted the Predator the one time, and then the other time we were trying to take over tried to take over little towns and stuff and we did not have great success with yeah that. we are we suck i don't know why that game doesn't bring in a um third or fourth ai when there's only two players because when you're single player you get like three ai characters right so it's yeah, really unbalanced it, at least give you the option right like do you want ai opponents or do you not want ai opponents you know what i mean exactly because uh because that game is really pretty unforgiving because if you go into an area in the map that you're not supposed to. It's not like you can't go to that area until you get to a certain level. You can absolutely go there, but like the places that you're going to encounter are going to be much harder. Yes. So, um, so I think what we need to do next time we play is we need to make Justin play. Well, make Justin play, but also we need to start working on weapon crates so we can get some better weapons. Yes. Because I think that will drastically help our, I do uh, like this game a lot though. Like we've, we've been playing it and I, I'm, I really like this game. It's a good good purchase. Good. Um, all right, Maxwell, but I believe you have our first story. You yeah. Go ahead and start us off. Um, I don't even know why I typed this, but I put Wowzers Bowsers. <laughs> I seen that. And I was like, man, he's swinging for the fences. Yeah. Apple is the best. Want to know why? Why is that? Did you already read this? You just told no. me you did. Remember how all those big businesses got tax breaks? Yes. Remember how AT&T and Walmart both got these cuts and they decided to give bonuses to employees? while also laying off thousands of other employees? Yes. Well, this is how Apple handled it, who got a lot of shit, by the way, for taking one of these tax breaks. But this is the difference. 
Apple says the new tax law will help it contribute $350 billion to the U.S. economy over the next five years. Okay, that sounds good. Um, But does it get better? Yeah, it does. Otherwise, I wouldn't have posted this in the topics. (laughs) They say it will create 20,000 new jobs and open a new campus. And that's on top of the one that they're already opening, right? Yeah, on top of that. Apple expects to pay about $38 billion in taxes for the hoard of cash it plans to bring back to the United States. That's a lot of taxes. It is. That's one of the reasons that they had most of their money over like in Ireland. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because they tax the crap out of them for bringing it back into the U.S. So now I know it's Ireland, but with the way Apple does everything, uh, do you think they just call it I Reland? Ooh, possibly. And they it was a lowercase I. Just re- <laughs> yeah, they could just buy Ireland and just redo that. <laughs> um, I, I do see that they seem to be transitioning, like with the Apple Watch and then uh, Apple Pencil and all that stuff. It's, everything's like now an Apple item instead of an I something. Right. Which I right, am which- all about. And if yeah. they end up calling it just the Apple phone, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, that's one of the things that my biggest gripes with Apple has always been the naming system. Like, I wish they would go back to when iPods were simply called iPods, being followed by a generation, like a fifth generation Instead or sixth of, yeah. generation. Uh, so they could simply call something a Mac, MacBook Pro, MacBook. Like, they, they, they do okay with the MacBook line. However, when you get into the iPad and the iPhone line, it just becomes there's so yeah, many variations and SEs yeah. and, and it's just which uh, with the ten they did just make like one model with a couple colors, right, right. So I I think a little streamlining and a little renaming would uh, wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I, I was say. thinking about it today when I was driving by some places like, uh, um, oh gosh, what was that? And it was Eye Hospital, and it was a place to bring your Apple devices. Your eye devices or whatever. Seriously, was it like a repair center? You said? Yeah, and I was like, well, that's really misleading for people that are like maybe not from here, and they're looking for hospital, and they show up, and they're like, yeah, where's your iPod? I'll fix it. Um, but all <laughs> these things, iHome, there were so many brands that were like just leaning into Apple's naming, and now if Apple changes all that stuff, all these brands are just going to be left looking looking extra stupid. Right. Right. So anyway, on the uh, iNerds with mics, <laughs> we should rebrand before it's too late. I got more news. You want to hear about that? I would absolutely. Instead of my rants about, about iItems, it's just stupid. I'm an idiot. All right. Uh, so Danny McBride <laughs> has surprised us all with a new movie trailer titled Dundee, The Son of a Legend Returns Home. It's just a teaser right now, but the idea is that he is an idiot son coming from America to find his lost father, who will be Mick Dundee, played by the original actor Paul Hogan. Well, that makes me that makes me more excited for this movie because when I originally watched, I didn't go and I didn't read into detail. I just seen the trailer and I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. But if Paul Hogan is going to be like recast in his role, like that gives me a little bit more hope. Right. But uh, the whole scene, like, don't get me wrong, like, I like Danny McBride. However, Danny McBride, most of the time, is always the same character in every movie he's in. Yeah, I and, see the same thing here. And uh, when I seen, you watch, did you watch the teaser? Yeah. Yeah, so at the point, because one of the, the phrases from the movie is, uh, this is... Uh, That's not say? a knife, this, this is a knife. 
Yeah, and then he just starts doing like this like sword fighting stuff with him. I'm just like, this is bad. Yeah. Like, cause like the original ones were comedies, but he didn't go out of his way to make himself. He just seemed more out of place because of where he came from. Right. And like now you have Danny McBride acting like just a dumb American right. in Australia instead. It's like the re- it's like the reversal. Like, what would it be if an American went to Australia? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and that's what the first the first one was. An American woman shows up there, and she's gonna like do like an interview with him or something like that. Uh, and the second one is when he comes to the city, and then there is a third one. Apparently, I don't remember that one at all. I didn't watch the third one. My favorite one is the second one, just because. Oh yeah. One of my favorite scenes in the second one is when that guy's getting away with that purse, and he takes that can of soup, and he throws it next to the head. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like the movies, but I, I'm just kind of curious of how this is going to go, and I'm curious of how Paul Hogan feels about <laughs> about this movie. I, I think apparently it was Paul Hogan's idea. Um, oh really? But here's the thing. A lot of these sites are saying that they think it's only a uh, like a promotional thing, and it's just going to be like a uh, um, a big Super Bowl ad. But so I, like, it's not going to be a real thing, is right? That what you're saying, but because there's no information on this, and they're the only two listed for it, I I don't know that I believe that. I think it was just really secretive. Yeah, because I went, I immediately went, because uh, I was kind of like you, I was kind of curious after I seen it, I immediately went to IMDb to like look and see if uh, Paul Hogan was going to be like in the new one, and like I looked and I went to like uh, Danny McBride's IBM, looked at future projects, no, it's, nothing's listed, and I'm like, what is going on with this whole there thing? There is a website like, for it though, so. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. it's just like dundeemovie.com or something. Yeah, maybe they maybe it's one of those things where they want to see what kind of reaction they get, and based off of that, they decide if they want to make a movie or not. No, I think it's supposed to come out this year, supposedly. Really, I'm really surprised at how, like, how well this movie's been kept under wrap. Right, you would say. Yeah, because he's been talking about Halloween a lot, which he's not going to star in, by the way. Now, if he oh, ends he up should. making some kind of like small cameo thing as like a janitor or background character i don't know but he's not supposed to be starring in this uh halloween is he remake. he's directing that movie correct yeah him and uh oh justin's not here to give us names no the guy that helped him write and produce uh vice principles is also oh, okay. in this okay uh oh one thing that's not in the uh the notes that i want to talk about real quick max so when it has to do with movie trailers the new tomb raider movie trailer so right up up until this point, like I watched the, the first trailer, I was like, "Man, this movie looks real bad." Like I was not all about it. And yeah. I know that you were probably a fan because it's your wife, essentially. Right. However, uh, I was not sold on this movie. But then, like I watched the new trailer. I was on break, uh, eating lunch, and I pulled up the trailer and I watched it. And like it was so good. It was like more of a it was more of a story driven trailer as opposed to just pulling the big parts out of the movie and just placing them there. Yeah. Um, and it makes me want to see it now just because of. It's kind of crazy if you think about like how much a movie trailer impacts how you feel about like wanting to see a movie, right? Like, because I was not all about it at first, and even the music when they took uh, Destiny's Child music and put it over like parts of the movie or the trailer at the end, I was like, it fits so well, and like, I don't know, it just made me really want to see it after the second trailer. So, yeah. uh, Speaking of the way trailers work, I was listening to the You Made It Weird podcast with Pete Holmes, and he has Phil Rosenthal on there who is one of the, he's basically responsible for Everybody Loves Raymond and a bunch of other stuff. But he was talking about the trailer to Downsize scene, or Downsized, whatever it is, with yeah. uh, Matt Damon. And he right. said that the trailer is 
appealing as if that's the whole movie's about them shrinking down. But he's like, there's so much more to that movie that that's just like, that's just part of it. And the like the overall overall arcing of the story is so much better. And it's an incredible movie. And he was like really giving it a lot of props, but said that the trailer made it look like it was something completely different. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go see that movie. I hadn't seen it yet, but uh, the trailers I thought made it look good. But you could tell there was really a an underlining tone to what was really going on because there was a reason that they wanted to be shrunken down. But then there's like this whole thing where his his fiance or wife decided not to shrink down at the last minute. Yeah. So then he's like, yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of crazy. Really. Yeah. So, all right. So more Marvel news. So Kevin Smith reveals what characters he thinks will die in the next Avengers movie. Now, he doesn't know anything, obviously. He was just kind of talking about... Now, there's obviously a lot of names on here, Maxwell, so you could say, yeah, I guess every uh, character, and they're all going to (laughs) die. There's really only about uh, three that I want to focus on, but I'll tell the other ones. Maxwell, is there anybody, before we get into it, is there anybody that you predict or feel or that you want them to kill off? Uh, I don't know. There's nobody I want necessarily to die i've never liked um vision as a character so he could be wiped out there um and it would make the most sense because he's the least what is the word i'm looking for he's we have the least uh, we're invested in him exactly yeah exactly yeah uh he was a great voice inside of iron man's suit but that was never like a, a real character for people to look at so there was that connection over the first three movies or whatever was never really uh put in and i and i feel like he's gonna have to die at some point because he holds one of the stones on his forehead so yeah at some point he's gonna have to die because i don't think he could live without that yeah i I don't know honestly Um, it's probably in the comics or something but yeah so so what kevin smith was saying on one of his podcasts he was saying that he felt like his first kind of choice was hawkeye because if you look at the last Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, like it almost felt like they were setting him up to die in that movie because like he had that whole relationship with his wife and she kissed him and they talked about his home life and you really got to see like a side of Hawkeye you don't generally see. Right. So it was almost like they were leading up to the point where they were gonna kill him off. And even towards the end of Age of Ultron, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, like even up leading to the very end, you thought he was going to die and then Quicksilver came in and obviously saved him, right? Right. Um, and then, you know, so that, that there was one of the reasons that they think is just because, you know, they felt like they were going to do it in the last movie. So that may hold over to this movie. Um, a big one that he, that he had said, which after he kind of explained it made sense was Tony Stark. And the reason they said that was because it's the character that everyone is probably the most emotionally invested in. He's also the highest paid actor. Um, if you think about Robert Downey Jr. as a character, he was the one that's really started. He's the one that really started the Marvel Universe, right? So everything that's happened in the MCU revolves around him pretty much. You know what I mean? So they were saying that like, if they really wanted to like cut that emotional tie or to really tug, I guess, at your heartstrings, he would be the one that they would, would kill off because of that. Yeah, um, I don't the, see them doing it in this one if they're going to do it. I would see it in the next one, maybe. Yeah, I almost thought they would do it in a way like where he walked away from it and not necessarily died. But then again, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. Well, 
I don't think quote unquote Iron Man would just walk away from it. You know, we, we kind of felt that at the end of Iron Man three, when he like blew up all his suits and all that stuff, we kind of thought, Oh, he's, he's kind of over it. Like somebody, you know, but he came back still. So right. I don't ever see him walking away from it. I think they would have to kill him off if uh, they weren't going to have him. Uh, the third one was Drax because the whole reason that he's part of the guardians and the whole reason he even agreed to, basically go along with the guardians is because he wants to honor his family and essentially kill Thanos. Like that's the whole reason that he pretty much wants to. Well, and the whole reason he even exists apparently in the comics was to specifically to kill Thanos. Yeah. And they said that, uh, because of kind of his vow to his family, that would be one of the reasons that they might kill him off is because he is so sought on or hell bent, I guess you would say on killing Thanos. And then the other one would be Loki. Uh, he didn't really go into detail of why he said Loki, but if I had to guess, it would be because I have a feeling, and obviously if you haven't seen, this is a spoiler, if you haven't seen the, North, the new Thor movie, is Loki is directly responsible for why they got found at uh, Thor and, and the Hulk and all that got found in the thir- first place because Loki took the Tesseract cube. Right. So as a way to kind of redeem himself as a character, because he's always seemed like he's been kind of walking that fine line about of being a bad guy or being a good guy, right? So he could do that as almost his way of like redemption. And then the last one was Captain America. Um, in the comics, Captain America dies at one point, and I don't know if it's because of Thanos directly, but Captain America dies, and Bucky picks up his shield to be Captain America Winter Soldier. And he's like Captain America with a shield, and he also has a gun, and he doesn't care to kill people. So, I, I mean, that could go either way. But I don't think you kill off Tony Stark and Captain America in the same movie. I don't think that happens. Right, that'd be too much. And the Tony yeah. Stark thing, I think he's that character, Robert Downey Jr., and everything that has made this su- such a successful franchise, I, it would be cr- kind of crazy to kill him off, even if it is for good storytelling, because they know that they still want to make money. Yeah, and evidently somebody told me, Terry told me today that Thor's contract's up, but with the success of the last Thor movie, I don't really know if they'd kill Thor off. Oh, right, yeah. But of course that was already shot, so I don't know. But I could see Captain America, out of all those, I could see Captain America dying solely for the fact that because Captain America is so all about the code and all about like doing what's right, like I could see him sacrificing himself for other people, you right. know what I mean? I oh, can see yeah. it almost like being done like that. Um, so yeah, and he doesn't have a shield. No, which, which I, I wonder. We'll definitely see a shield in this movie. I think because they even yeah. say in the trailer, "Get this man a shield," yeah. don't they? Yeah. Well, we don't, so, do we, I don't. Do we see him run with it in that clip? What, was he running with it in the jungle? I can't remember. Oh. I don't think so. Because Marvel's really good about hiding those little details. like Oh, yeah, like with Thor. All, all, the, exactly. all the stuff in the trailer, and then it's like, oh, wait, he lost an eye? <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I don't necessarily want anybody to die, but it, let me ask you this, Maxwell. If you had to pick one person for them to kill off, who would it be? Would Hawkeye. It be Vision? Hawkeye? Okay. Well, Vision probably first, which I already said, but yeah. alternatively Hawkeye, because they're the two that I'm the least invested in, which is sad. Because we got a lot of his backstory more so than we did with us, uh, uh, Black Widow. But right, I would say I would say Vision for me, just because I know that's what it's going to take to move the storyline forward. Because without that, without that 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 Gauntlet Stone, you're not or Infinity Stone, you're not going to be able to 
to move the story along. So I feel like they have to kill him off at some point. So. Yeah. So yeah. All right, Maxwell. Um, man, all the Marvel stuff. So Tom Holland spent two days shooting on the set of the upcoming Venom movie, which comes out like October 5th, by the way. Um, everyone in their right mind has wanted these two in a movie rather than it just be a different universe. Uh, Cause that's what Sony's trying to do is have an alternate spider verse. Um, so that's good news. What's the bad news then? He was only shooting on the set as Peter Parker. So they're going to have a run-in together, you think? Which just they, like passing by? Yeah, because they originally said that he wasn't even going to be in it. And that they were supposed to be separate universes. Tom Holland's not connected. But then here he is, two days on set. Do you think... Is this is this Eddie Brock gonna work at the uh, the newspaper? I don't know. I'm wondering if the time frames are different. If this movie's gonna be like prior to Spider Man, I guess that's true. Which is a little weird, as far as because obviously Tom Holland has not gotten the black suit, and he's supposed to get it first. So they're rewriting a lot of the stuff, and Venom's gonna be primarily a good guy, at least by the end of the movie, I would assume. Um. And Tom Hardy actually posted up a thing on Instagram and then immediately like took it down. But it was a painting what kind of resembled him um, in the middle of it with the Venom suit kind of like drawn um, around him, like in a very artistic way. It wasn't like on his body. It's kind of like showing the struggle in an artistic way. And then above that was Carnage. Oh man! Yeah, is Car is Carnage going to be the villain of this movie? They haven't said that, but this is kind of making it seem that way because he posted it up and then deleted it. Wow! But that is like just hands down the greatest villain, I think. Oh yeah, dude. He, Dude's psychotic. Oh yeah, for sure. And this movie, have they confirmed it's going to be rated R? I think it is. Okay. I think that was like the big thing about this one. Because I feel like you can't have a movie and possible, or even Venom, you really can't have Venom or Carnage in a movie and have it not be rated R. It's like, imagine a Spawn movie that was PG-13. <laughs> yeah. And was really bad with John Leguizamo. Yeah, as a big old fat clown. Yeah, that was the <laughs> best part of it, though. That's weird. Spawny, Spawny, he's our man. <laughs> Terry and I were talking about that movie today, actually. It's weird you brought that up. Oh, wow. Yeah, that movie, the uh, the cost of animating his cape in that movie was so expensive that they it was like a, there's like a 10-second, there's 10 seconds worth of that movie that has that cape in it or something. It was too expensive. That's why he walked around without it. Wow. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Um. So I'm thinking that MoviePass could end up being the savior of theater attendance. I'll Why fill you, you in. I will fill you yeah. in since you asked. Okay. Um, last year set a record for the lowest theater attendance in 24 years, which was Jurassic Park, the original. Uh, it is believed to be that the increase in movie tickets are the cause for the low attendance numbers. The national average is now $8.93 per ticket. Regal seems to be at an average of 13 uh, down here anyway. Same with Cinemark. Um, and I know that 3D and Cinemark XD, they can get up to $17 and higher. 
uh, movie pass could help with this because it's 10 bucks a month. Uh, they could help out by dropping the out of pocket for moviegoers, but they really need to be seeing more than one movie a month, especially if they're paying uh, less than $10 at their current theater. Um, it's been said that the theaters make their money on the concessions and not the tickets. So what's the point in raising the tickets so much if you're losing customers? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, because it's always been a known fact that where they make their money is the concessions, right? So the fact that ticket prices are rising, I get 3D and XD, but not for $17 a ticket. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, and like, uh, I just don't know how much these theaters are making, obviously. Like, is their profit going up every single year for the last 24 years? I'm sure it is. Is the margin getting closer? Probably. But is the gap so much that they have to keep increasing the price of everything, including popcorn and stuff that they make their money on, that they're getting less people in because it's so costly? I mean, if you imagine having a family, it's already bad enough when it's just two people that don't have a movie pass. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I can't imagine how much longer it's going to be till. Because I know there was one theater around here at Cinemark tried to do their own. They're trying to do their own movie thing, but it's awful. It's like eight ninety nine a month, but you only get one free movie a month, and you get twenty percent off your concession. Right, and if you don't use the movie, you can stack it the next month or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, it, it does seem a little insane. And then um, I know with uh, apparently Regal did a thing for. Wonder Woman, they made like a super pass that you could see the movie as many times as you wanted. I don't remember how much. I don't know how much that ticket was. So it's for certain. It's like per movie. So if you know you're going to want to see a movie more than once, you could pay a little more and see it as much as you want. Yeah, but that's that's interesting. Kind of absurd because like there aren't many movies out there that I would want to see twice. Wonder Woman could have been one of those, but. Uh, I just don't know that the cost is there. And then every time I go, I'm going to buy a $10 bag of popcorn because I'm a weirdo. You wouldn't have wanted to see the new Star Wars movie more than once? Oh, that's cute. That's real you, cute. Have you watched a Ron Johnson movie that you like? Um, What else has he made? I got Because th- somebody asked me specifically to ask you if you like the movie Looper. Oh, well, I didn't mind Looper, and I was actually thinking about it the other day about watching it again because there's a uh, website called Looper or something, and I'm always like, huh. But I, my concern with Looper is all the fucking timeline errors. Yeah. Because it's that whole like complex thing of he goes back in time to, to kill himself or whatever when he's younger or whatever the hell happens. It's been so long since I've seen it. But the older one and the younger one... I think the older one kills the younger one. Is that what happens? At the end, no. The younger one kills the older one. Oh, I don't remember then. I just yeah. know that there's some issue with them arriving at that time, which would have negated the whole fact of him having to come back in the first place. So it's like... It, a plot it, hole. A plot hole. Yeah, a time hole, if you will. <laughs> a gaping time hole. Yeah. Um. Let me... I'm just going to... You know what? We got plenty of time. So he's done, obviously, Star Wars Last Jedi. He did some Breaking Bad, never watched. Looper. Then he did Terriers, a TV series. Don't know anything about that. 
the Brothers Bloom. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. It was 2008. So he's had a big gap in his uh, stuff. It had uh, Adrian Brody in it and Rachel Wise. It got a 6.8, ouch, out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, The Mountain Goats woke up new in 2008. I don't know. The Brick. It's like there's a bunch of stuff that I don't know anything about. Uh, I guess I know the answer to my question then, huh? Yeah, so Looper is really the only option. He wrote it and directed it. Um, okay. And hold on. Just so we're on par with seeing what uh, he does here, that got a 7.4 out of 10. Okay. Which isn't terrible. Right. But it's not Star well, Wars. Yeah. So speaking of movies, that we've been talking about movies for a while. We're going to continue that trend. I like movies. Okay. Yeah. Do you like... Do you like uh, Quentin Tarantino movies? Oh, 7.5 on IMDb by right right now. So okay. it's like the exact same score almost. But okay. go ahead. Do I like what, C's? Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, Some, not all? Yeah, some, not all. Okay. That's kind of like me. So, so we talked about, I think it was last week, week before last, about Leonardo DiCaprio being cast in the new Marilyn Manson movie. Not yeah. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson movie. I would... <laughs> I'm kind of interested in that now. Can we do that? Uh, the new, yeah, the new Charles Manson movie. Uh, however, he is not playing the character that you'd expect. So, I think a lot of us thought he was either a going to play Manson himself or b play the detective that's pursuing Manson. However, right. he's he's playing neither of those characters. And this is a quote from Quentin Tarantino himself. He says, "What he plays more specifically is an actor." who had his own Western show called Bounty Law that ran on the air from 1958 to 1963. His attempt to transition to movies didn't work out, and in 1969, the film is set at the height of the hippie Hollywood movement. He's guesting on other people's shows while contemplating going to Italy, which has become a hotbed for low-budget Westerns. And they never list his specific name, but he is playing basically an actor in the movie. So I don't know if this is going to be more of like a, a B side role, almost like a, almost like just kind of like guest starring in this movie. That's uh, a lot of deep information for that character though. I know. So I don't know what I'm more importantly concerned what this guy has to do with, uh, Charles Manson. Yeah. He's, you know what I mean? He said his attempt to transition to movies didn't work out. And in 1969, the film was set at the height. Of a hippie Hollywood movement, yeah. Um, so I'm, this movie that Quentin Tarantino is making is set at the height of hippie Hollywood movement. That's what he's saying there. You think so? I think yeah. Because it says specifically when the Western guy was trying to break from TV into movie. Yeah. So and I it thought it was maybe. Out. Yeah, I thought it was maybe the movie that this guy was trying to make. Well, and then like the uh, hyphen in there makes it like yeah. he's... Yeah, I don't know. Kinda... It's got some mystery behind it, which I kind of dig. But there's also talk that Tom Cruise is going to be in this movie as well, as well as uh, Mar... How do you say her name? Margio... Margot Margio. Robbie? Yeah, Margot Robbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's it's super interesting to see who ends up being the uh, the insane man himself. Yeah, so 
Now, Maxwell, surely you have some game news somewhere. At some um, point. no, I don't. Oh, oh okay. no, I do. It's the very next thing on the list. Oh, weird. Well, it's like you set me up. Um, yeah. did you single <laughs> butt nugget? I put two little butt nuggets because I thought Justin would join us, which he's honestly, he's still a, let's, he's still a butt can nugget, we both agree he's definitely the largest butt nugget now? <laughs> um, did you guys know that of a game studio known as Gazillion? Have you heard of that one before? I have not. Okay. No. Well, they were developing a Diablo-styled Marvel game. Oh, please tell me more. Which to me sounds like a top-down game like the old Marvel games. X-Men yes. Legends and stuff, right? Oh, yes. Uh, I loved X-Men this Legends. This was called Marvel Heroes. Oh, okay. But the bad news about this great-sounding game is that Disney shut it down and left a massive layoff of employees with no severance or paid time off. Huh. Yeah. Now, is this the game that was shut down because of the microtransactions? Oh, I don't know. Is, Justin needs to be here to tell us that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the game that was on console that was shut down. Be, like when all that EA uh, EA stuff happened and yeah. uh, the microtransactions was a hot topic, they shut Marvel Heroes down. I okay. think that's what it was called. Well, and when I was reading about this is they shut it down earlier than they were planning on it. Oh, Okay. So if that's the case, that that's probably why. Which, oh God, with a Marvel universe, you know you're going to have a lot of microtransactions possible because you're going to want to buy all your characters, and they're not going to put Wolverine and all the cool ones in there first. Just like that stupid Marvel versus Street Fighter. I don't even know if Wolverine's ever made it in the game. It's like massive oh. characters that were Fox owned didn't right. get pulled in. Yeah, I know Deadpool did. So I, I Wolverine may have. Oh, yeah. Maybe been yeah. a DLC or something. Yeah, yeah. So Jerks. Yeah, that really stinks. I mean, because that game was probably everything that that company was working on. The fact they got shut down probably ruined that company and caused, obviously, the massive layoffs with no severance or pay time off, which is terrible for those. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> they have just been like, don't make the game that way? And they would have been like, oh, all right. Yeah. just There like, has to have been of- more to it that was just like, this is also a garbage game. That, or maybe they gave them the option, like, okay, can you make this game without microtransaction? Or like, no, this is the... Because if you think about it, this game was free to play. You didn't have to buy the game. So the only way that game, like, the only way that game probably could have stayed alive is because of the microtransactions, because it cost money in order to run these servers that this game Wait, runs on. was the game actually out? Yeah, I played it. I downloaded oh. it on my <laughs> Xbox. I'm real bad at this. It was released in 2013, Marvel Heroes. So you guys it was already on PC. It was on PC. on PC, but it didn't make its way to a console until last year. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know when they shut it down, though. I guess it's recent. I suck. So, no, you don't suck. I suck fine. at my topics and my news and my information that I was trying to put into plug into your ear holes. It's fine. Don't worry about it, because we're going to talk about something else that's just as bad. All right. So we all know that Nintendo is a company that doesn't care to think outside of the box. I mean, think about the Wii, think about the Switch, think about the Wii U. Some of it goes great, some of it not so great. However, have you seen the new video that released showing Nintendo Labs? Maxwell, you watched this today, correct? I did, and I therefore know that it's called Nintendo Labo. Labo, just kidding. Um, I, just, I just wanted to add an S. I didn't care about the O. Yeah, Labo, uh, which is real interesting. Um, 
It's not unlike Japan to abbreviate everything. Yeah. Um, so. But Nintendo Labo, it is... So, I know you're going to go through the details, so go through the details. I find it super interesting. Okay, okay. And so I'll explain glance, why afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So, at a glance, Nintendo Labo is a pair of Switch games, each with its own do-it-yourself cardboard construction kit. It basically comes separated in a $70 variety kit or $80 robo kit, robot kit. Sorry, uh, You basically pop out the cutouts in the variety pack, for instance, and you can build a toy fishing pole, a drivable car, uh, cardboard RC car, a motorbike uh, for the joy, uh, the console's Joy-Con controllers, or even a mini but complete functional 13-key piano. So essentially, it is a cardboard kit you build together, like you assemble together, to basically interact with your components that you have for your Nintendo Switch. So... As for instance, like you would be able to have your Switch hooked up to your TV, you build a fishing pole, you put your Joy-Cons in it, and you actually reel and cast like you would a fishing pole. Or if you had an RC car, there would be a cardboard car that would physically move around the floor as you're controlling it with the Joy-Cons. Just all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, yeah, the first thing that they that is functional in the video is the piano, and I was like, holy shit. I know, right? And at the end of it, they like opened all of the uh, things that they made to show you yeah. how the working mechanisms are in there. What I like about this is it's like a kid's science lab at home that's yeah. like, learn to do science. Here's all the stuff. Have fun. Yeah. I I think I would be more interested. It's cool that there's already like these predetermined ones and preset ones coming out. But I'm kind of curious if there's ever going to be a way for like you to like if they have like a website you can go to and like basically design your own. Right. Like have some sort of playground that you can almost design your own like code your own little game and then decide what you want your cardboard thing to look like. And you can actually like build and then ship it to you. And if it's more like successful enough, maybe that's something that they decide to sell as well and you get a cut of it or something. Yeah. Like. I mean, maybe if maybe they're waiting to see if this actually does sell well. And if it does, maybe that will be opened up. Yeah. And what I and what I think is uh, interesting about this is recently, before this video came out, Nintendo had confirmed that they had no interest in currently pursuing 4K or VR. But by God, they're going to make some cardboard boxes. So. Yeah, I, that's, that's funny because uh, they're going kind of reversed technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the piano thing was super interesting. So it obviously uses all of the actual parts of the system. The piano shows where they slide the Joy-Cons into the side of it. So yeah, I, I those keys are just like, hitting the buttons on the controller somewhere. Yeah, I guess. It's it, it's really it's really kind of amazing. I mean, if, if you think about how it works. I mean, the piano one, it's very interesting because it uses the Joy-Cons. And like the motorcycle one... It uses the motion in the Joy-Con, so when you pull the throttle back, your motorcycle accelerates. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And because each one of those Joy-Cons has, like, a haptic feedback in it, like, you feel like you're actually, like, turning it and pulling it back and stuff. And, and uh, you know, if you really think about this, they're not really the first company that's done this. Think about how we first got introduced to Google VR. Because they had the cardboard boxes you could order from Google. You would assemble the cardboard box, put the glass lenses in it 
now you have a VR headset. So it's very, it's kind of similar in some regards. But I think this, I mean, they're really trying to take to the next level because did you see the the robot one where the kid actually puts like a backpack on? Yeah. Like a cardboard backpack and he's got like the gloves. And, it's got real moving parts inside it. Yeah, and he's like, like the game that he's playing, it's almost like he uh, is like a big robot just knocking down buildings, which is yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, that's super fun, I think, as a kid. Yeah. Now, is this something? I mean, obviously, I know you don't have a switch, but like, even like, say I you got had cardboard, a switch. though. <laughs> say you had a switch. Is this something you would even consider as an adult buying for yourself? No. Okay. Me neither. For kids, yeah. And then I would play the shit out of it. Right. That's kind of like but, most Wii games that came out when it when it first launched, like Wii Sports or whatever. Right. And I think. And I think the price tag, like, I think if you hear 70 or $80, like, you think, man, that's really expensive. It is. But if you think about <laughs> what what I'm kind of curious, though, is because new games come out with a $60 price tag. Yeah. So you're, paying- so you're talking a 20 or $30 price increase because you're getting the cardboard kit. However, how fleshed out are these actual games? Are they just little mini experiences? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think they're just mini experiences. And the one game in there is, uh, it, there was, like, a little cardboard human and the controller goes in on its back. And it, yeah. from what I could tell, it's like a game of kind of like Jenga or something. Like you, each person takes turns doing something until he falls over because it's just using the vibration on the controller. And then he eventually right. just slides and falls down. I was hoping they build like a uh, Rock'em Sock'em robot. Oh, my and, like, God. In each like, corner, got like a Joy-Con or That'd something. That'd be legit. That'd be really cool. So, all right, Maxwell. Well, your turn. Oh, is it my turn? I shall tell you all about Cloverfield. I dude, did you watch Wait, have you watched 10 Cloverfield Lane? Oh yeah. We went God, I'm pretty sure to the theater together. Oh, dude, it's it's so good. Cuz it started it's, like a whole movie except for like the last 10 minutes is just like, oh wow, it's just this crazy story about John Goodman not being <laughs> such a great guy. Uh, and then she gets out, and it's like, holy shit, he was pretty much right, whether he knew it or not. Like, he could have still been lying to her. That's the big thing. You know right. what I mean? Like, he could have just been lying the entire time, because he was a creep weirdo. Yeah, you don't really know if he knew. You right. know what I mean? It's like, not, it was never confirmed, but I think she still would have rather taken her chances out there in the real world versus down there with him. Oh, yeah. And dropping dudes in, uh, acid baths. So, um, when I saw the first one, by the way, saw it in the theaters twice, it was my favorite movie for a long time. Seeing it on a TV, even in HD, was not the same experience. No, not at all. Um, I loved the, um, Handycam style, which not a lot of people can deal with. I know you, you have some issues with that, right? Like getting sick? I don't. My wife does. I do not. Oh, okay. Um... But that movie in the theater, it just felt like like you were in that environment looking up at the creature and stuff. So anyway, these movies are always very secretive. J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot. Um, and apparently the studio's on like Cloverfield Lane or something like that. Right. Uh, they're always very secretive with production and plot information prior to the release. And the third movie in the franchi- franchise is no different. Apparently comes out in a few months and has just started their viral marketing. The website, which is um, tagurato.jp, so T-A-G-R-U-A-T-O.jp, 
So .jp, it is a Japanese site based on the uh, company involved in incidents in Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, I remember the old viral campaigns even was based around like the sodas that are in all the movies, but they also put in all of J.J. Abrams' shows and stuff. So there's like this massive theory that all of this shit's connected with everything that J.J. does, which I think is awesome, especially if it ends up coming out that it is. Um, The site is just an error message that you're on like a bad browser or something. But like the previous movies, there is more information than what appears on the surface. And we can try to figure it out ourselves, or we could just follow the Reddit group that already did. Uh, Either way, we will see what it all means April 20th. Yeah. Now, is J.J. Abrams doing this movie? 420, bro. Yeah. Is J.J. Abrams doing this movie as well? Uh, No, he's just a producer behind it. Um, The 10 Cloverfield Lane was actually Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah, eat that, Justin. You're not here. Maxwell knows. He just guessed. <laughs> it sounds like a good name, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's yeah. A- that comes out the same day of Super Troopers Two. Remember when we lived together? Um, those are good times. Yeah, waste baskets and stuff. So, oh. <laughs> um, I ate everything. What was I gonna say? I don't know. Shit. I don't know where you're going with that. Oh, Dan Trachtenberg. He was uh, one of the co-hosts on the show, the Totally Rad Show. Remember that? Yeah, where well, you got your thing on there? <laughs> Sounds weird, but yes. I did a Photoshop image for those guys, and they used it as their backdrop on an episode. But it was Dan Trachtenberg. Um, holy shit, I can't remember the other guy's name. And uh, Alex um, Albrecht. There was three guys. They'd go in there and talk about shows and movies and stuff. Um but that was Dan Trachtenberg. He was on there. And I think he did like a bunch of commercials and stuff back in the day. But he got that movie, which is awesome. And he did a really good job. But this new one is actually somebody completely different. Oh, so we'll have to see. Yeah. Do we think that this is going to follow up after 10 Cloverfield Lane? We really don't this, know, do we? We don't know. Uh, this is going to be in outer space. Oh. Like a moon mission or something, a space station, something like that. And there's been no promotional stuff for this yet? At least no. I haven't. I no, haven't just it. the uh, website. They okay. always do this stuff, the little secret drops of uh, information. Um, man, I remember the last one was like super tricky. They gave all kinds of like little bits of hits, hints of information, and everybody was like speculating when the release dates were and uh, trying to decode everything. But uh, this one, apparently, they're trying to come up with some kind of uh, like future technology that would be available in 2028. So if you go and you want to look up what the uh, decoded message was, it, it talks about that, like uh, that they're coming out with a new technology. It'd be ready by 2028, so the movie's going to be speculated based around that. So, But that's it. That's huh. all I got on that, and I am super pumped um, to toke up two movies that day. Yeah, did I say toke up? You definitely Because it's 420? Yeah. Burn one for your homies? That's right. Now, I think the last topic that we have, uh, we kind of talked about this in the past, but it was really a little different. It was the, We talked about remakes and how, like, what should be the price for remakes. Uh, this is kind of similar in some regards. So last week we talked about the mini Nintendo Direct and all the games that were being released, and a lot of those games were ports. So we talked about Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. 
talked about Hy- Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, and then we also talked about some other games. But the world the world ends with you, Pokémon Tournament DX, and Mario Kart 8 are all ports from the Wii U. And all those came out at a price tag of $60. So this this basically raises the question, Are is full price for ports too much? What do you think, Maxwell? Well, I, I th- let me say this. Let me say this. When Shadow of the Colossus comes out, if it's 60 bucks, are you going to buy it? Yeah, but that's not a port. That's a remake. They're literally building it from the ground up again and oh, yeah. enhancing the graphics and all that stuff. It's not like you know a, what? Touche, my friend. Yeah, that, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm absolutely gonna spend sixty dollars on Shadow of the Colossus because that's one of my favorite games of all time. Right. Out of these five games, none of them could be anybody's favorite game of all time, except for maybe Mario Kart Eight. Correct. And these graphically, I mean. Frame rate might be a little better on the Switch, but graphically, you're not going to be able to tell a huge difference between these two. So it's Probably not like not. it was, it's not like it was broken down and and like it's not like you're taking a game that was five years old or six years old or ten years old and basically modernizing it. You're literally taking a game that was on a last generation console and putting it on the next generation console. Yeah, that's and that's dumb. No, now I get it with Mario Kart Eight, like you took all the added DLC content that you would have bought on the Wii U version and added it all in. Yeah, I get that. But I don't know necessarily if a, a straight port of a game is worth charging completely a brand new price tag. Now, a couple points that I wanted to make. Now, I think, Maxwell, you and I could probably agree that the Wii U was a failed console. It did not do nearly as well as, like, the Wii. Now, I understand that the Wii U had your favorite Smash Brothers on it, probably, right? Right. Um, However, I feel like because the Wii U was a failed console, that the games that originally came out on the Wii U, such as the ones that I read, may have not have been able to reach their full potential because the console kind of, the Wii U kind of tanked, right? Um, To me, there's two reasons that they do this. One... It's for a cash grab. They see that they didn't get enough money when they sold the game the first time because the Wii U did not, the Wii did not do as well. And the second thing is it buys them more time to release brand new titles for the Switch because you have all these ports holding people over. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. I don't know what you. No, think. I think you're right. I mean, the Wii U is not great. Obviously, the Switch is outsold any console ever. Right. So now it's an opportunity for people to play these games, and the fact they're going to give you all the content that's been out is helpful. Uh, I do think it's stupid that um, you know you have to buy additional content anyway. Right. Um, so I'm real happy to spend fifty bucks and buy Tomb Raider and get all the content because I waited a year to get it on PS4. <laughs> you right. know. Right, and I like that some sometimes games, what they do is, like, if they know there's a new one coming out, like, say, for instance, like, like how South Park did it. So, like, when the new their new South Park game come out, if you bought it, you got the first one for free. Like, yeah. if, you pay, if you paid for the brand new one or you pre-ordered it or whatever, like, you got the first one for free, and it was basically a port from the previous console. Like, if you're going to do it that way, I think that's perfectly fine. Like, if you want to give me the last... The one that was the on the last console with the new one that I'm buying, that's absolutely cool. But to charge me sixty bucks for a game that is literally just a port, I don't I don't 
buy that. I don't think that's very nice. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting because Zelda Breath of the Wild was on both consoles when it released. Right. And I think also, like, if you're going to do this, like, give me some sort of, like, bundle. Like, if you're, like, you're going to give me ports, sell me Mario Kart 8 and sell me the Smash Brother game, like, together. Well, like give, they'd have to release the Smash Brothers for the Switch, but yeah, I get what you're well, saying. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to give me ports, like, let me buy yeah. some sort of bundle. Like, give me three games in one or something. You know what I mean? Right. I think that would be better because there's no. I don't know what the rating is on Hyrule Warriors, but I don't like the Dynasty Warrior games. Obviously, they sell well in Japan because they're right, very Japanese, like yeah. designed and. uh I don't know, man. Japan does love their, uh, um, what is that? What style game is that? Hack and Slash? Yes. And so. I don't know Did I don't know if Mario Kart 8 originally worked with Amiibos or not. Did they, Maxwell? Do you know? Yeah, I think so. Did I they? think that's how you okay. got Link in the game or something. Oh, okay. So that was another big thing, too, with some of these ports. I know with... Uh, with Breath of the Wild, that's not a port, but I know that drove a lot of Amiibo business for Nintendo. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, so I think re-releasing some of these ports from the previous generation, I think that's another reason that they could probably get away with it is they're trying to, you know, I think they're still trying to bank on that Amiibo business being big, and it, it probably is. They probably do a decent amount of Amiibo business. So Yeah. So, yeah, so. speaking of... Uh, Nintendo and Pokemon and all that stuff. Uh, did you know that Ryan Reynolds is going to be Pikachu and Detective Pikachu? I didn't know what character he's going to play, but I yeah. didn't know who's going to be in the movie. He's going to be actual Pikachu? He's Pikachu. And then Ken Watanabe is going to be uh, a detective or something. Is that the guy from Bulletproof Monk? Bulletproof Monk. Ken or Watanabe. Tiger? No. He's been in a lot of stuff, but the thing I can think of right off the top of my head is The, is, uh, the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. I need to watch that movie. I've still not seen it. What? Yeah, I've not seen it. That's old I need now. to watch it. Sarah Sarah says it's really good. I need to watch it. Uh, he so. was in Inception. Yeah, okay. Saint, yeah, yeah. He's the I Japanese man. Um, so let me ask you, uh, does Pikachu traditionally, does he talk? In this, he will, but no. He always just says Pika and Pikachu. That's going to be strange. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. So, all right. Well, guess what, The Maxwell? same guy that is Deadpool. Isn't that yeah, weird? Yeah, I know, right? That's really strange. Um, well, Yeah, ask me something. Well, I'm going to ask you... What am I going to ask you, Maxwell? I, don't I think know. I'm going to ask you what time it is. I think I know what time it is. Is it time for... Pick of the Week! I think so. Based okay. on what we just said out loud together. All right. Well, we're not going to bother asking what Justin's pick of the week is because we all know it's his nice new sling. Yeah, or dry patches of ground. <laughs> Gee, I definitely dry patches of ground, for sure. Uh, <laughs> what about you, uh, Maxwell? What's your pick? I'm going to say dinner for schmucks. Seriously? Yeah, watched it again last night. I have seen pieces of that movie. And fully watched it last night. And I that, just love it. There's so many people I forgot were in that movie. Is that Paul, uh, Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd and, yeah. uh, and uh, Steve uh, Carell? Yes. Also, uh, Jermaine also, Clement. 
from yeah, Flight of the Concords. And then also uh, Zach Galifianakis. Is Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> who just crushes it in that movie. It's so good. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I love it. I need to. Yeah. I do need to watch that movie with Paul Rudd, though. And I, I don't know the name of it. What's the one where he's in the mirror and he's looking at himself, going, "Oh, wonderlust, my diak. I'm gonna break off a piece of this diak." What's yeah, that? it's uh, Wonderlust. Wonderlust. All right, I need to watch yeah. that. Paul Rudd. I just I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, I like that picture you sent of uh, him and the wasp. I love her new suit. Of oh armor. yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> some guy on Instagram saw the new photo of wasp and Ant Man. He turned it upside down. He turned it upside down. And her uh, costume has got like this cool design where it's like silver down the center of it and then silver around her breasticles. Um, but when you turn it upside down, it's just a penis. It's a, it's a, it's a cack and bulls. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, so hopefully she's funny. never upside down in the movie. Yeah. Because no, it's just going to look this fl- tiny flying dick everywhere. <laughs> With wings. <laughs> now I um, hope it is upside down because that's going to be awesome. Yeah. I would have to say my pick of the week, and I know this is going to seem not like gonna, a comp- You can't say World of Warcraft. No, no, no. I wasn't. Okay. Uh, but it is second week in a row is oh. The Office. Well, you know what? You're only like 15 years behind or something, so I'm super I, happy to hear this, and you're going to have this as your pick of the week many more times going I just, forward. I just broke into, I think I'm episode five of season three. Okay, nice. And I have to tell you the end. Have you watched all of it, Maxwell? Yes. I, I so couldn't say alert. when what happened, but if yeah. you tell me what happened so there. So spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Office, I'm probably the only person that's still behind. But uh the end of season two where uh, Jim and Pam first kiss and there's like that tension where she's about to get married and he like basically like puts it all out there and she's like, no, sorry, I can't. Yeah. Like, that was pretty sad. Yeah. And then he goes Jim. and works. He really goes and works at that other place and now they like don't talk hardly. It's real sad. It is sad. Dude, I have to say though that uh, what is the guy's name that is in, he's in the third season. He basically sets it in front of Jim. Ed Helms. And he was, yeah, Ed Helms, dude. He's he's funny in that show. Is that where he first got his start? Uh, he was probably in... Uh, actually, I'm almost positive he was in stuff prior to that. That was his massive break, though, I think, because that like skyrocketed him, and then we started seeing him in uh, the Hangover movies. Yeah, and it's got, it has him, and then the girl that sits behind him is in uh, that other show. Parks and Rec? Was. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Uh, she's funny, too. And I think it's funny because, like, during their work shift, they're playing Call of Duty. Like, that's one of the things that they do. Oh, right. It's really, yeah. It's really strange. And Jim's, like, not good at the game at all. And you can tell he definitely, like, feels out of place because he's, like, he tries to joke with people and they don't really take it the same way. Like, he put Ed Helms' uh, calculator in Jello and he, like, got extremely pissed off, <laughs> like, kicked the trash can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jim's, like, was going to tell him, but then when he seen how violent he got, right. he was just like, Nope. <laughs> so good. But uh but yeah, the show is really good. I, I can't believe how long it like I can't believe like how far behind I am because I think the show started in like two thousand five. Something so like that. It's the, yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah, the fact that I'm just now uh watching this if it tells you anything, uh gay marriage was not legal when the show was recorded because they made a reference to 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 it in one of the uh Oh uh, yeah. One of the episodes where the guy 
wasn't trying to come out, Michael basically told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what he wasn't supposed to. So, but uh, yeah, it's a good show. It's funny, uh, but it's also serious at times. It's really weird how they kind of balance both. It's yep. like sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's serious, and there's like a happy medium. So I really like the show. All right. Well, guys, we want to thank you for listening. And we look forward to hearing from you. As always, you can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube. And you can reach out to us via email at podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. Don't forget to also check out our store. Our store has all the things that you want that's good and kind. Toboggans for your noggins, onesies for your babies, and little hoodies for your nips. Goodies. <laughs> your hoodies for your goodies. There you go. But, uh, guys, we want to thank you again for listening. Maxwell, is there anything you want to add before we go? I love you all so much. Yeah. And make sure, if you haven't went over to uh, Maxwell's YouTube channel, to check it out. Because there's some funny stuff on there. I will tell you that I recently learned how to dance because of Maxwell's YouTube channel. So, uh, if you, like myself, uh, ever want to go out but you don't want to dance because you feel embarrassed that you don't know how to... There is a very good how-to video on Maxwell's uh, YouTube channel, so I would highly recommend checking it Thanks, out. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. so I'm always happy to help. Always happy to help. Well, good night, and we will see ourselves out. <laughs>